0: Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 203, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? Uh, This was supposed to come out yesterday, but I I just passed out. I, I had it perfect, too. I had my night going the way I wanted to. I, you know, fed the dog already early. I put the baby to sleep. She was passed out, happy, you know, fed, clean. And, you know, I, I sit on the couch and I'm like, you know, I got to do the podcast. And, and that was my biggest mistake, honestly, because sitting turned into laying, laying turned into sleeping. Then I woke up the next day. I'm like, oh, damn it. I, I missed it. I missed doing the podcast on Sunday. But um, here I am anyway, back in the saddle again. I really needed to sleep too. Uh, something about this past week, it's just like my creative juices are just flowing right now, dude. And uh, I, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to stop it. I'm writing guitar riffs. I'm writing new drum parts. Uh, you guys probably don't know this if you don't follow me on social media. I'm actually writing an ebook now, a plant-based uh, ebook. It's going to be cost-effective, um, easy, fast, plant-based uh, recipes. There, you know, there's some in other chapters. That's like for dinner. You know, this is stuff you would do at home. But if you need stuff on the go, I got you. I can't wait, dude. And there's plenty of um, resources. If you're interested in writing your own ebook, plenty of resources online. You can do at least one for free. The first one is, I I believe is free, you know, see how that goes. Um, I'm super excited. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden I just had an epiphany. I'm like, I got one more recipe, you know, stuffed into my brain from like a TikTok or something. I was like, that's it. I I woke up the next day. I'm like, that's it. I'm writing an ebook. I'm writing an ebook on these recipes and I I hope it helps somebody. Some even if you're not plant-based, You know, even if you're trying to incorporate it, maybe two, three meals a week. Cool. This is perfect for that. Uh, I'm actually going to say that in the book too. I I don't believe, honestly, if if you ask me, honestly, I don't believe everybody should be plant-based. I just don't think it works for certain people, you know? Um, But anyways, I'm not one of these crazy people that goes plant-based and then makes my kids go plant-based and then makes my dog go. I don't do any of that. I just, I do it for myself. I've experimented on my body for the past, I don't know. Has it been 10, years? God, it's been over 10 years, 13 years? You know, and I've mostly eaten meat my whole life, but uh, I just started, I think, when I was 23. Shout out to Kurt, man. Uh, Kurt from out to sea guitar player from out to sea I, I would have never discovered this lifestyle or been as, as good at it uh, without his knowledge. And, you know, I, I would just follow Kurt around. We, we would go on tour, we'd tour around in a van, you know, five stinky dudes in a fucking van. Sounds great, right? And I would just follow Kurt around when he, when he ate, I ate and I ate what he ate. And that's how I learned, you know, a lot of Subway because Subway is accessible, which isn't the best thing to do to just down a loaf of bread for every meal. You know what I mean? Like that's not healthy, no matter what diet you're on. Um, but, and, and that's the thing too, uh, with the whole plant-based thing. I'll tell you this, if you go to any doctor and you're trying to lose weight or whoever nutritionist, and you're trying to lose weight, I guarantee you. Uh, one thing they're gonna tell you is just more fruits, more vegetables. You know, there are those things to where you can go low carb, and you know, just you're eating fucking butter <laughs> and, and steak every meal. That's that can't be good. You can't have too much of a good thing. I'm not saying steak isn't good. I'm not saying it doesn't have good properties in it. It's obviously got protein. Uh, but it, really, this book is just a collection of you know, little hacks I've found, and little you know, nutritional tips that I've heard over the years. And and I'll say this in the book too, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, so if, it, you know, if you read this book, read it with a grain of salt, it might work for you, it might not. Uh, these are just first-hand accounts of, uh, you know, just my plant-based lifestyle at some points in my life. I'm back on my shit again. I'm back on the plant-based thing. Uh, I think the last stint I did for a year, yeah, I was like summer to summer. I did the whole summer, I started in the summer and I made it to the next summer, and then I was like, alright, I gotta, I gotta change it up a little bit. Uh, but probably for a combined four years, I would assume at least And since I was 23 and 13 years, I'm pretty sure I've been plant-based for around four years combined. Uh, anyways, I hadn't even told you guys what I'm drinking tonight. I'm t- I hadn't even started drinking. So shut up, Chris, you're talking too much. I thought that's what I was supposed to do on the podcast. We'll drink anyway. All right. If you got them, drink them bottoms up. Cheers, everybody. Speaking of cost-effective delicious. I am drinking one of these, um, seltzers from Aldi. I love the black cherry flavor. It's probably my favorite. Um, I'm sold on these dude. I, if, if I'm in a tough spot, you know, and I just need to get a seltzer, you know, seven 11 will work, but overall every time I'm just going to stock up little by little on these cause they're so inexpensive comparatively to the other, you know, big name brands. This one's called Vista Bay. Um, anyways, uh, let's take another drink. Oh, so Cashing In played a show on Saturday, um, which I had been promoting, like, I think I did good for like a month, and then I stopped promoting the show, which is kind of silly. I should have told you guys last episode about it, but either way, the show happened, and the show went well, and uh, dude, one of my favorite, it wasn't even the show, one of my favorite parts from the night, Uh, shout out to my buddy Sean, giving me a ride in his, his fucking Tesla on the way to the show, dude, it was, and and on the way back, it was fucking amazing, dude, um, I, I, I can't believe we're, we're just here, technology, you know, wise, as, as advanced as we are, I can't believe we're here, this motherfucker let go of that damn steering wheel, and the, the fucking thing drove itself, it's like one of those things, it's like, you don't see it, or you don't trust it, I mean, you don't believe it, or trust it, until you see it, And it's, you know, it's not like what you think to where, you know, it's not George Jetson. You can just take your hands off the wheel, take a nap, you know, take a shit, take a a shower. We're not there yet, but it is still pretty amazing. Like it has a sensor on there, like on the steering wheel. Uh, And that's what that car is. That car is just a giant sensor is what I I realized. Uh, But it has like a sensor on the steering wheel. So once you turn it to autopilot, let's just say you're going, you know, going on the highway, your cruise control set, you know, the steer, it'll steer for, you know, it knows the road. It has all these sensors. It's watching the lines on the road. It's what, you know, it's always paying attention to everything. And, you know, he just let go of the wheel. And we were just sitting there talking. I was looking down at his feet, like seeing what he was doing. It's got to be a weird thing to give someone a ride in the Tesla for the first time. Because I was just like checking out everything he was doing. I was looking at where his hands were, where his feet which normally... I wouldn't do that to Sean. Like, I don't care where your hands or your feet are at. But in this particular case, I'm like, it's become like a fetish. I'm like, okay, he's just resting his hands. And, you know, his right foot was by the brake pedal. And we're just cruising on the fucking highway, dude. And, and you know, I'm asking all kinds of questions about the car. I'm just fascinated, dude. I, I've made up my mind that that's, that's my car. I have a dream car, which is an El Camino. That's just, you know, a classic kind of dream car thing. But uh, I, I want a fucking Tesla now. I really do. Um, I'm probably not the person with my sleepy ass to get a Tesla. <laughs> I will be the one to fall asleep behind the wheel just for five minutes. As it might not be the best thing for me, but uh, I'll be over caffeinated when I drive. How about that? We'll make a deal. Don't drink and drive. Uh, get an Uber, get a Lyft, unless it's caffeine in your Tesla. Uh, is that a, too much of a mouthful for the new slogan for this podcast? Uh, anyways, So yeah, the sensor on the steering wheel, it does make you you know, put your hands back on the wheel and check in every now and then just to be sure you're paying attention. You know, and the thing I noticed about the car too, uh, Ford is really bad about this. Just making things annoying. Like when you're not wearing your seatbelt, this car will fucking ding at me. And I know it's a safety feature, but it's like an annoying ding. Like in Tesla, you know, the Tesla, when he needed to put his hands back on the steering wheel, it's just like ding, just a soft little ding. And he's just like touches the steering wheel, grabs it again, keeps steering, and then he can go back to autopilot. Dude, it is insane. And and the way this thing is built, like all the sensors on it, that's how it um, it needs those, you know, those white lines they paint like on roads. You know, the spaced-out white lines, uh, broken white lines. It needs those to guide itself, obviously, in the lane but it has sensors to, you know, to see where those are at and follow the road. It has sensors to show you on this big ass fucking, it has like a flat screen in the middle. It has this sensors all around the car to show you where the other cars are around you and where they're moving to. And it, like it's, it senses everything. And like when, um, the light, we stopped at a stoplight, you know, we're on our way to the show. We stopped at a stoplight and the light turned green and the Tesla tells you on the big ass, nice flat screen. Light's green, you know, it pops up a green little icon, you know, we like, it's just, it's just user friendly. And then I start thinking about stuff like, dude, what if, you know, you had a lot of money and you, you could drive a car like this, like Tesla, uh, Tesla car. What if that was incorporated into your house? You know what I mean? Just like you used to see, like on the Jetsons, the fucking arm would come out of the wall and iron your shirt for you. You know, the little hands would come out of the whatever the behind the sink and make your coffee for you. And if it spilled, it would just spill into the sink. Not, it was like everything was thought out, planned out, super convenient for every, everything you need in your life. I'm hungry. Okay. I press a button. Boom. There's a sandwich, dude. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. We're getting to that point. And it's, you know, the cars are, just think about like if everybody drove a Tesla, everybody that had a car had a, a chance, to drive a Tesla. Just replace your old car, get off the gasoline. Let's make this planet fuel efficient. And and this is obviously all just fantasy that this will never happen. Uh, not in a thousand years, I don't think. Uh, but just, just humor me for a minute. Just let's live in my fantasy for a minute because it's a, a positive fantasy. It's a happy fantasy. Um, but, you know, if they could just say, you know, Joe Blow, come trade in your car, you can get a Tesla. Dude, wouldn't all that shit just work together? Like, it would be a Tesla sensing a Tesla. And I, I'm sure that's the idea. This is like the car of the future. This is what they want everybody to drive. But it makes sense, though, because now we're all in our cars and, and, and you know, following the, the broken white lines, staying in our lanes. But our, we have sensors with other Tesla. Dude, they could just work in, like, conjunction so easily, even, even think about going as far as to go, okay, I'm going to take a right. But Tesla goes, no, you're not because there's a car back there. You don't see, you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. And then if you could incorporate that into your house, you know, and I'm sure there's, you know, with Alexa and all that stuff, um, you know, you, you sort of get that same thing, but you know, shit's not coming out of the walls and food's not being made for you. You still got to do that stuff manually, but dude, we're on our way. We're on our fucking way. Can we just, can we not blow up the planet with nukes so we can experience something beautiful, um, which is helping the planet by not using gasoline and oil and all that stuff, and then using the, you know, maybe the sun a little bit more, or electricity. You know, what a concept. Anyways, let's take another drink. You're getting preachy, Chris. So anyway, that was one of my favorite parts of the night. Playing the show was uh, a lot of fun too. Uh, we played Down in Deep Elm, which we call, you know, we're down in the deep whatever, um, which is kind of a silly saying anyway. Uh, but my favorite band of the night uh, was was the band The Chumleys. A three-piece band, um, almost, it wasn't quite rockabilly, it was just like old-school punk uh, rock and roll. I'm trying to think of a band to best describe uh, their style. I, okay, let me just go with this. The, the band I've been into lately, it would be like The Cramps if The Cramps didn't have their vocalist. You know, The Cramps had someone just being normal on the microphone. Because that dude in The Cramps, he doesn't give a shit. He'll do a fucking animal noise. <laughs> he doesn't care, man. He just, he's doing all kinds of weird noises with his voice and just being, I love it. I love how uh, free he is, you know, and, and that's that's punk punk rock to me, you know, having that freedom of expression and I don't care if you like it. You know, this is what I, this is how I'm singing the song. I love that. But uh, yeah, the Chumleys. Back to the Chumleys. Uh, they're pre- basically, uh, you know, old school punk. Uh, let let me just put them in that category. Don't say rock and roll, Chris. That that's disrespectful. Because if you're playing punk music, and, and you call them rock and roll, they they might get mad. That's 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 not what we're doing here. We're not playing rock and roll. We're playing punk. We're making a statement. Uh, but really good show, man. Um, really fun. There was like, it was kind of some like funniness with like, we were all just having such a great time because there was, I think there was like a company Christmas party at this, you know, just older punk hardcore metal club, you know what I mean? Like when I say that, you, you kind of know what to expect. If I invited you right now, hey, come, come to this venue and watch, you know, watch my band play. Well, what kind of venue is it? If I said punk hardcore metal, you kind of know the bathroom's gonna smell like piss. Maybe not be the cleanest, (laughs) you know, they definitely always have PBR and, you know, it's just a little funky, you know, it's, 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 it's older, but there's some, you know, goodness to that funkiness, you know, it's like this place has been lived in. This place has been played in, you know, uh, so anyways, yeah, the Chumleys were fucking great, um, and there was like that office party in the middle of this, I don't know, punk show, it was interesting, but they were having such a great fucking time, it didn't matter, and it's like, that That keeps showing me, you know, what, if if I had a choice, and if if my band had a choice, and what to do in our scene, our specific scene, that would be it, I don't care if you're 45 years old, and you're wearing a sport coat, come to the show, and fucking, this guy was doing like this, like, i don't know maybe like 1930s 1940s style like swing dancing or something by himself i don't know what you call it but he was having a fucking blast and it's like he can't fault the guy he's having a great time um and 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 cashing in doesn't fit that style uh, that the Chumleys uh play so i think when we played we played first i think everybody was a little taken back like whoa i didn't know to expect that we're we're here for some easy, easy listening. And I, I don't know if necessarily cashing in is easy listening, but, uh, uh, but yeah, everybody was having a great time. You know, there was one drunk guy and it always happens. I talk about this all the time. It's inevitable, man, with me like, uh, well, hold on. Let, Let me do my ad and I'll get to this story. I'll get to the story about the weirdo. Give me one sec. Today's episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you're looking for a way to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business sends more mail and packages during the holidays. Whether you're selling online or running an office or you're a side hustle podcast like myself, Stamps.com can save you time, money, and stress during the holidays. Access all the post office and UPS shipping services you need without taking the trip and get discounts you can't find anywhere else like up to 40% off USPS rates and 76% off UPS. Going to the post office versus using Stamps.com is kind of like using the stairs uh, rather than the elevator. Sure, you can go up and down the stairs all day long. You can... But why would you? Why would you wear yourself out running around like a chicken with your head cut off? Save time and money this holiday season with stamps.com. Sign up with my promo code pod for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code pod. That's stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, back to the story of the uh, the weirdo. And I, And I say this all the time, dude. Uh, I talk about this all the time. It's, it's inevitable. Like I should be used to it by now and I should just know it's coming and just accept it. Uh, either the drunk person in the room will talk to me at one point or just the weird, weird person in the room. And I'm not, I'm not saying like, like oh, I'm so normal and that person's so weird. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about the weird person who doesn't know how to have an adult conversation as, and it says just the first thing that comes to his, his mind and he runs everybody away from him. Those are the people that come and see me and when I'm out drinking you know or I'm out at a show or whatever. Uh, I, I know it's gonna happen. It, it just happens every time I, I don't know maybe there's something about my face. They're just like, this guy looks like I can talk to him. No, I don't. I haven't looked in your direction a single time like I side eye the fuck out of people like that because I'm like, when is it happening? When is it? maybe it's my thoughts that's bringing those people to me because I'm just committing to it happening and then it just happens every fucking time. That's not true because there's been plenty of times in my life I'm like, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just saying it too much. You know, like what's the thing called, the law of attraction or whatever. I'm like, I don't wanna talk to any more drunk people or weirdos and I'm just saying the wrong things and they come into my life. So anyways, this guy's at the show, he's with the company party but he's clearly, even when we first get there, uh, just fucking hammered, you know, and he's somehow still standing the whole, he stayed the whole show and he was hammered fucking drunk the whole goddamn time. Don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a lift. God, I hope he had somebody to drive him home. That's dangerous as fuck Tesla or not. Uh, anyways, uh, so he decides like he, I'm just chilling in the back, you know, hanging out with my dudes in the back. We already played our set. We went first. And the guy makes his way around to me and he stands next to me and I'm just like side-eyeing him like, um, here it comes. And he just looks at me and I look at him and he decides to put up his middle finger to me. Like not in my face, just like at his chest level. He's like, ah, fuck you. And I put my hands up like, what? You know, like, what are you doing right now? (laughs) You know, almost like a parent to a child. Like, what do you think you're doing right now? And so he takes his middle finger and he stops pointing it at me and he starts pointing it. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. He starts pointing it at the ceiling, pointing at the... I, he was fucking drunk, okay? That, I, I don't need to tell you he's drunk to assume that that motherfucker was drunk as shit. God damn it, I got another call. Stop calling me. Oh, I didn't stop the recording. Okay. Uh, anyway, so that happens. And there's just a couple of weird things that happened throughout the night that happens at one point in the night and I brush it off and you know guitar player comes over he's like what the fuck was that all about and I'm like don't worry about it dude he's he's drunk he doesn't know what he's doing he won't remember anything you know from from this night tomorrow and you know he definitely wouldn't remember if if he pisses the wrong person off and they hit him one it, it wouldn't take much you know what I mean that's the state this guy was in it wouldn't take much uh for him to go down so anyway, that happens. I'm like, whatever. I brush it off. That guy's drunk. Well, since we, we've we been at the venue, I don't know what the, the chick, you know, she gave me my wrist, man. She's like, are you part of the band? I'm like, yes. And she's like, which band? And I'm like cashing in. And she's like, okay, here's your wristband. And dude, and like we had a conversation. I looked her in the eyes. I know what she looks like. I would figure she knows what I look like. Dude, every time... I went, I left the venue, you know, to go outside. I went, you know, I wanted to go, you know, check out some different clubs or whatever, see what was going on in different spots. I'd like to hang out. And I'd come back, she'd be like, where's your wristband? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's, I'd pull up my jacket sleeve and be like, it's right here. It's right here. Oh, oh, okay, you're good. And then I'd leave again, you know, go hang out with some friends out front or whatever. And I come back, where's your wristband? And it was just me. It was only me. He wasn't doing that to any of the group. or She she wasn't doing that to any of the group I was with. It was just me. She was punking me every time I came into the venue. Where's your wristband? Like specifically pointing me out and being a little aggressive about it. And I'm like, eventually, you know, I'm kind of a smart ass, Uh, kind of. Uh, And eventually I just pull my sleeve up and every time I walk through, I'm doing like the black power fist so she can see my fucking wristband so she doesn't punk me anymore. Like in front of my friends, stop doing that. It's not nice. Be nice to me. Uh, (laughs) So anyways, that's another weird event that happened at the show. Um, And then there was like a a piece of paper on a door. And this guy's, you know, there was the door girl. And then he was just kind of running security. So he was all all over the place or whatever. And I I, I don't remember his name. I I wouldn't say it anyway because he kind of pissed me off too. It was just a weird night, man. It was like everybody was in a bad fucking mood. But not us, not any of the performers, not any of the bands yeah, it's just more of the staff. That's why I haven't said the name of the place uh, that we played is because the staff was a little, you know, it was a little underwhelming. It wasn't very uh, hospitable, I guess. So anyways, there's a sign on the door that says, do not open. There's a cone blocking it. So we push through the door. We're going outside to, you know, meet with a friend or whatever, me and a group of people. And the sign falls off the door. The paper sign falls off the door. It says, do not enter. So I just kind of take my foot and I scoot it to the side so it doesn't get stepped on and this guy's already picked up this sign like four or five different times already in the night it just keeps falling off it's like at some point dude get some fucking thumbtacks bro tape ain't working you know or you're gonna need a lot more tape <laughs> but anyways so the sign falls off I, pu- I kind of brush it to the side so none of my friends following me you know the people that are behind me step on it you know so i move it to the side and he's like oh he comes rushing out he's like, oh thanks for stepping on it I really appreciate it and I turn around I'm like hey man I didn't step on your sign. I tried to move it out. Oh, yeah, sure you did. So then I come walking even closer to him. I'm like, hey, bro, listen. B- stepping on your little piece of shit fucking paper sign doesn't do a fucking thing for me. Uh, like, uh, that doesn't, uh, that's not what I'm here to do. You know, so we had a conversation and, you know, we we shook hands eventually, but it kind of pissed me off a little bit. I, like, and like, and I'm, and I'm thinking about it too, how, like how petty is it? I get it, it's supposed to say do not enter and all this and that, but it's like, don't bitch at me about a fucking piece of paper. Do you need more paper? I've got a fucking FedEx Kinko's right now. I'll get you a whole stack of it. It was it just rubbed me the wrong way. But like I said, we had a conversation. And I basically told him like, dude, that's not in my character to step on your paper just for shits and giggles because, oh, I like being mean to other people. That's not what I do. That's not my thing. You know, uh, it makes me feel like shit when I'm rude. It, it kind of makes me feel like shit that I even talked that way to that guy. But you know what? And the moment, it's just like, hey, bro, like, calm down. Like, I'm not here to do that. I'm here to play music, you know, make new friends. And, you know, I respect this venue. I've played here before. You know, I re- I've been here to see shows before. I respect this venue. I'm not trying to, you know, do anything like that. But anyways, so we shook hands and, you know, everything was all good. But it was just like everybody was in a pissy mood. And, and the, the paper thing did piss me off. But the girl punking me uh, at the door, I mean, it just made me laugh. It really just made me laugh because it's, it was awesome. It was just me. I was just being singled out every time we went through the door. It didn't matter who we were walking with. So anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers everybody. So a lot of stuff I saved it for the, um, uh, the end of the episode. Uh, let's go ahead and, you know what? We haven't done this in a long time. I really want to do this. Let's do a drink recommendation. Ba-ba-da, ba-ba-da, and then we'll talk about fucking sports. That's how you know to skip this portion after you hear the drink recommendation. That didn't work out at all for me, did it? Drummer my ass, rhythmic my ass. That was terrible first try. Uh, anyways, the uh, drink recommendation I have for you is the chocolate teeny. Super easy. What you're going to need is an over of vanilla vodka an over of house vodka, a splash of milk or half and half, or you can use almond milk if you're plant based like me. (laughs) Um, so what you're going to want to do in a martini glass is chill the glass first. Uh, and you know, the way you would do that behind the bar would be to just throw ice in there and then you do some soda water. It chills the glass and like, I mean, pretty, pretty instantly. Right? So you do that first before you start pouring anything. So you shake all your ingredients in the shaker with ice. You got your nice cold martini glass sitting right there, ready for you with the ice and the soda water. You dump that, then you swirl. You take chocolate syrup, you swirl. You know, make a nice little pattern inside the glass. Whatever you want to do, you can do a swirl. You can do shapes if you're that good. Whatever. You can take a toothpick and actually, you know, kind of push it down to give it even more shape if you want to. If you're if you're feeling fancy like that, you can do that. Uh, so once you have that, you have your mix in the shaker tin, you strain into the martini glass. There you go. There's your chocolate, chocolate teeny. And it looks pretty too. Um, uh, what, what's the next one? Was I just going to do one or was I going to do two? Let, fuck it. Let's do, oh, let's do the Cosmo martini. Um, and I will say caution on this Cosmo martini. If you are, well, let's just say everybody, let's just start with one, everybody, cause this is a strong ass fucking drink, um, and I used to overserve a customer that I had a long time ago and I feel kind of guilty for it. You know, and I, and like I, maybe that's my, you know, that's my thing now. That's why I'm always so hard about the don't drink a drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft because I was a bartender at one point in time. And there were a couple of people probably shouldn't have served as many as I served. but you know, that's the nature of the beast. Unfortunately. Um, it's it, what really gets difficult is when you get them to that point and you're trying to help them. And they're just to the point they're I need your help. Anyways. Uh, so caution on this one. Cosmo Martini, two overs of vodka an under of, uh, Cointreau splash of cranberry garnish with a twisted, twisted lemon peel. Uh, you're going to want to shake all the vodka, the Cointreau, the cranberry over ice and a shaker. Same, same deal with the martini glass too. That's why I'm doing this one too. Uh, you, you get the martini glass, soda, water, ice, it'll chill it. Once you shake all the ingredients, dump the, dump the ice, dump the soda water, pour in your martini mix. Uh, garnish with the lemon peel. There you go. Good to go. Hey, there's some drink recommendations. We haven't done that in a while, right? Ba, 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 da, ba, da, ba, da. Uh, anyways, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. Um, last thing, man. A lot of sports stuff happening right now. Two years ago, you know, Dallas Stars have a pretty good goaltending tandem, Bishop and Dobin, And as of today, Bishop. Uh, this happened actually a couple of days ago. Ben Bishop has retired from the NHL. He just can't keep go, moving forward with his injuries he's had, and he just he can't do it. And and Anton Hudobin, God bless him, the man who almost single-handedly took out – well, not single-handedly, but he, he almost stopped every fucking thing the Tampa Bay Lightning threw at him. You know, we were so damn close, man. So damn close. So uh, cheers to just Anton Dobin. Uh, I know, Bishop, I'm not saying cheers to you, Bishop. That doesn't mean I hate you. You were just already old when we got you. And I knew that at the time because I remember you from Tampa Bay, and I remember you being a big body in the net and really hard to fucking beat and get the puck passed. But uh, I think when we got Bishop, he was uh, well past his prime. I mean, he had a good couple of years with us. He definitely did. I can't take that away from him. But uh, he he wasn't ever going to be the same uh, Ben Bishop from Tampa Bay. Uh, But it's really sad... To see uh, Hudobin go, man. He he felt like the heart of the team for the longest time, man. You know, with priceless memes and priceless gifts and priceless quotes. Remember that we're not going home. You know, uh, dude. Ah, that meant so much to me. Cheers to Hudobin, man. I'm going to miss you, buddy. I really am. Um, I'm going to miss just the spirit The camaraderie you brought to the team. I think everybody's going to miss it. So, uh, cheers to you, Hudobin. I appreciate your service. I'm talking like he's in the fucking military, Chris. He wasn't in the military. Well, I appreciate his Dallas Star service, so does that count? Um, Anyways, uh, Dallas Cowboys win... Over uh, Washington, which I, dude, I've been so busy with writing and, and music, and it's, I've just been so distracted. I have, I didn't watch the last Cowboys game against Washington. I didn't see any of it. I saw highlights and I heard we almost fucked it up at the end. Uh, apparently, Micah Parsons is, is turning into a beast his rookie season, uh, which is a great time to start warming up Micah Parsons right before the fucking playoffs, dude. We're gonna need everything we have to even have a sniff at the Super Bowl. Just to be in the show, bro. Uh, so, whole team, just a good fucking job. I mean, it's it's not the prettiest win, but it's a win nonetheless. Uh, Dallas Stars, three-game losing streak, I believe. Um, we're playing tonight. Uh, Mavericks just won uh, last night, and I think, dude, the Mavericks are just kind of chugging along, dude. Like, nobody's talking about them, really. You know, Luca is obviously in DFW huge uh, Porzingis is my dude. Like I'm, I'm loving watching those two play together. Like Porzingis doesn't get nearly the credit Luca gets and Porzingis can fucking shoot. He can do a little bit of obviously defense with that big body or whatever, but, um, Mavericks are doing pretty fucking good, man. Uh, I'm enjoying it. So, uh, you know, a little bit of sad news, but we're moving forward. We'll, we'll see what happens with Ottinger for the stars. Uh, Holtby, obviously those are our two now. Um, and we'll see, you know, um, am I happy with Rick bone for all you people who have waited to the very, very end to hear me talk about Rick bonus. Um, am I happy with Rick bonus right now? Absolutely not. Do I think he's the worst coach to ever coach the coaching coach? No, I don't. I think he's a good uh, decent coach. He's a decent coach. And if, if he can turn his team around like he did for that seven game winning streak, you know, and get them firing on all cylinders. Um, we can really do something, man. I, I and I think he's going to. I, I really, honestly, truly, if you ask me right now, as of today, I believe Rick Bonus is a good motivator, um, or he knows how to say the right things, you know, just to help the guys understand their roles better, or you know, whatever it is. I don't hate Rick Bonus. Am I happy with him right now after the three-game losing streak? You know, t- uh, Twitter's hitting him up too. Like when I said start a new streak, Bonus, I didn't mean start a new a losing streak you know we need another winning streak so we got tonight we got to turn it around and uh you know just don't hit the panic button yet people like we don't have it figured out no no team just just so you know regardless of who wins the stanley cup this year no team has it all figured out regardless of what team that specifically will be this year nobody has it all figured out right now people are losing to bad teams people are losing to good teams even if they're going to be in the playoffs you know what i mean so, uh, just give it a little time, little patience. I trust a man that's taken us there before twice, Taken us to the Stanley cup final once. And we were, oh, we couldn't have come any closer to beating St. Louis. We couldn't have, nobody came that close to beating St. Louis that year. If we would have beat them, I've said it before I've, uh, I'll say it again. That would have been our year. But, um, anyways, that's in the past Hudobin gone, Bishop gone, God bless them. I appreciate all, all their work, all their service. Is that disrespectful? You can't say thank you for your service to a hockey player, can you? Uh, So anyways, that's going to do it for me for the night, everybody. Thank you for listening. Episode number 203, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. That means you got to chug your fucking beer over there before we end it. Uh, So uh, let me, I don't have much left. This won't take long. So cheers, everybody. Bottoms up. All right. And I will talk to you guys uh, later this week. God, I got to get on my stuff. Hopefully, I'll get some sleep this week um, and do it this on Sunday. So, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.